My friends, what lays before you is the myriad knowledge of an unfathomable universe. Join our intrepid remembrancers as they explore the heresy as history. From deep within the farthest reaches of the great library of Tiska, we are the Heresy Grad School. So said the War Master in his wisdom. Go forth, my sons, and illuminate them. There we go. Oh, Jesus, I did, did not miss that. Right? Everybody's favorite dude, Craig. Like, guys, I just watched the second, like, It movie yesterday, and I would gladly sit through more of Bill Skarsgård's creepy bullshit than Craig. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% behind that. All right, well, welcome back, everybody, to a reintroduction episode of Heresy Grad School. We're sorry we've been away for so long. We know you, you all have missed us very much. But we, uh, August was just kind of a weird, crazy month for, for all of us. There's a lot of vacation going on, a lot of family stuff. And of course, the most important part, gents, Nova. Um, but we're back. And uh, yeah, we're, gonna, we're just going to do a little catch up. And then we're going to uh, do a little bit of introduction for Paramar. So, so, Pat, thanks. And let me just say to the listeners, like, thank you guys for, for waiting and um, being patient. And then to our Patreons, right, uh, especially thank you for not just bailing. Um, I know we went dark for like a month and a half. Um, but thank you guys for not just, you know, saying uh, fuck off and leaving. Uh, so for our Patreons, and I talked to Jesse about this tonight. Uh, I have a special thank you that I'm going to send out um, to the folks that support the cast. I know we usually do plugs at the Ooh. end, but yeah, I know. Right. Plugs at the end, but this is the exception. We were dark for a month and a half. So guys, for, you will be getting something in the mail, a little swag bag that I do. And uh, thank you so much. And I missed it probably more than you guys because this is my um this is my outlet man this is when when jason and pat and i get together and we do like crazy brainstorming ideas um i mean this is this is i this is why i love grad school and heresy and and everything else so um thanks for hanging out i'm glad to be back we're gonna exist in paramar soon yeah um definitely thanks patreon uh folks for hanging out and and dealing with the fact that we were gone, uh, we are probably within the next month or so looking to do some special uh, other than Dave's amazing uh, little gifts he's going to send. Um, we are. This is both just to tell people if you're interested in Patreon, um, we're going to be putting out a uh, a little, uh, I guess, a little poll for uh, different ideas for for an for an episode uh around one specific uh piece of content that you guys choose so keep your eyes open for that sorry that was a little long-winded it was it was very nebulous though like i feel like listeners right now are like what the fuck is he talking about right you know like it's good it's good it's like so what do we do what do we do what is this about you know? so what yeah. this is about really guys is um uh if you don't listen to the full cast 
right? So of which Heresy Grad School is a part of the Remembrancers Retreat. Um, and if you if you hang out and and uh, listen to all the the content that we put out, right? Like tomorrow, Jason and I are going to be recording with Jesse and Will and and everyone else, and and uh, we're going to be regaling you with our stories from Nova. But so if you don't if you don't get into that part of it, it's okay. Uh, what this is just basically, you can vote on like a topic, right? So we're gonna in the Patreon chat. Right, which I don't think we've ever used because we suck at this. Um, we're going to put out a poll and say, "Hey, vote on you know X Y Z topic," and uh, you guys will have a vote, and we'll fucking talk about that shit and go down the rabbit hole with you guys. Um, it'll be cool, I think. I hope. Um, yeah, I think yeah. we're just yeah. trying to gear up and, and get our asses, you know into the saddle and, and get this Patreon stuff up and off the ground, you know, that kind of stuff. But yeah, um, I will say I, I'm not going to be on the, uh, the, the main cast recording that'll probably come out. I guess that'll be out next week or after this, but um, I, I will plug uh, one thing I did at Nova. I won the uh, Alan Blythe award for uh, best theme. So I was really happy with that. And I can die a happy man now because that is the achievement of my army. So there you go. So, um, Dave, Jason, let's get back into Paramar. Sounds like a plan. All right, guys, let me refresh you because uh, I kind of need the refresher as well. Uh, what's Paramar all about? Why is Paramar important? Why do we care about it? More importantly, why does the Warmaster care about it? Uh Paramar is, well, I was talking to Dave about this the other day. I'm a big fan of how we kind of do some research on some of the lesser, you know, well-known conflicts. Uh, see uh, 25 episodes we did on the Corn and Deeps. Uh, but Paramar is something that's kind of special to me because I'm a huge secret Alpha Legion fan. Like, I just actually started my first tiny Alpha Legion army in heresy and paramar is really special for the alpha legion as a whole now i'm sure if you played the game for more than a week you'll have heard somebody say something to the effect of oh well you know legions all have their specializations but any legion can really do anything and i love that paramar is kind of the first big engagement for the Alpha Legion, where they're forced to operate as a Legion. Now, back on Istvan V, they were definitely in that second wave to fire on the Urgal Depression, uh, but they really didn't have to commit anything seriously. They uh, were definitely kind of hedging their bets with some of that Istvan V business. So, full-on, you know, throwing in with the Warmaster... But also definitely hedge in the bets, just in case this somehow didn't turn out so hot. Now, Horus is not, uh, did not get to the spot he's in by being, you know, a doofus. He knows what the Alpha Legion are up to, and the you know, sort of operations, their standard operating procedure, uh, by, you know, letting others sort of take their fall. Now, he's not going to have this, and he's not going to have any you know, half-assed legions 
not pull in their weight. So Paramar is what he uses to really force the Alpha Legion into almost like a loyalty test. Uh, it's their blooding. It's, um, it's the objective Horus gives them to really dig into an attack and deliver him a prize. Like Fulgrim has now brought Horus Ferris Manus's head. What has Alfarius done for him lately? Well, Paramar is going to be it. Uh, Paramar, the entire system, despite uh, it's uh, comparatively kind of small, but uh, it's 21 individual worlds, and it has a pretty large Mechanicum stockpile. It has a pretty impressive weapons cache, and uh, it has several penal colonies. Now, a couple of these, obviously slightly more attractive than the others. Uh, definitely want to get after that uh, munition stockpile. Definitely want to catch up with some Mechanicum business. So from their involvement in ISFAN 5, this is the very next deployment for the Alpha Legion. Uh, takes, I believe, around a third of their entire fleet and Legion strength. They get sent off directly after ISFAN 5. They're still, like, you know, smoking... Uh, burning space hulks floating around from the wreckage of all the loyalist legion ships in orbit around Isfahan 5 when they cut out. And they are immediately followed up by a secondary armada of Mechanicum ships. You know, all sorts of mass conveyors, war barks, all sorts of big stuff. So this fleet is what taxis in towards Paramar 5. They drop in far, far away from where, uh, what's that? the uh, Mandeville point, the commonly used warp jump point, you know, in and out of system, where the warp should, hypothetically, be the most stable. So they drop far outside of that and use the radiation from the trinary star system to kind of mask their approach and get in as quickly as possible. Now, this is kind of like a little bit of a give-and-take game for the Alpha Legion, because... Here in Paramar, uh, it's a pretty big deal as far as logistics go because it lies almost directly between the Sol system and the Istvan system. And this is a terrific staging point. It's got these valuable military assets. So it's not a system that, comparatively a little small, but not a system that, you know, is way out of the way. It gets a lot of traffic. Uh, even though the Istvan systems are blockaded uh, pretty viciously by the forces of the Warmaster, you've still got, you know, ships that slip through here and there. So the longer the Alpha Legion surround and kind of try to encircle and throttle the Paramar system, the longer and more likely it is that they're going to be discovered and have a more and more, you know, solid defense opposing them. And as they surround this system, I really like the description uh, that uh, Book 3 gives us here on, it's going to be page 21 and 22, if you want to check it out for yourself, under uh, the false flag. Uh, they compare it to the venom of a serpent as they slowly start to insert themselves into the Paramar system, just like they would anything else they try and infiltrate just on a much larger scale 
they are hijacking, you know, transport ships and patrol vessels uh, in the Paramar system and using them to insert their own operatives uh, into the planetary defenses and onto the planets themselves. And what's kind of interesting, the agents they use are called Sparthoi. Uh, it's kind of a fun little Easter egg from Forge World. Uh, Spartoi, in very short, uh, literally from the Greek sown men, like to sow seeds, uh, were by legend men that sprang up from the teeth uh, of dragons that had been planted into the ground. So kind of a you know, fun little nod there. But uh, it compares this uh, insertion to like the paralyzing venom of a serpent that even though the system itself isn't fully aware of it, uh, things are going to slowly grind to a halt as the operatives get farther and farther inserted and start causing more and more problems, some subtle, some more obvious. Uh, the two prison planets, though not large objectives militarily, have been set up to be neutralized uh, via time-release toxins. And biological contamination uh, released into the heavily centralized water supplies of each. And it's a pretty good last little paragraph here that I'll read to you that I think sums it up very well. An unseen chronograph counted down to the appointed hour with the inexorable motion as the labyrinthine plans of the Alpha Legion converged and configured until the sands of time ran out for Paramar and the honorable role it had played in the Great Crusade's dream of mankind's future was crushed within the coils of the Hydra. So guys, what do you think about the Alpha Legion and their nefarious hijinks so far? So, so Jason, I just want to... I mean, it's, it's so good, right? Like, I just want to dial back really quickly on a couple things that you pointed out and, and say that it not only is a test of the Alpha Legion for the War Master, right? Because they didn't commit in full at Istvan 3, and, and yeah, they committed at Istvan 5, uh, but this is only 38 days sidereal time, right? So, like, Terran standard time. This is 38 days after the Dropside Massacre. So, the news of the Dropside Massacre probably hasn't filtered back to the majority of the Imperium yet. And this is, you know, Paramar is on the, the border of Segmentum Solar, right? And so I think the War Master is still, you know, if it's, if it's maybe delusions of grandeur or, you know, just the way he operates, he's still trying to preserve that direct strike back to Tit, right? Like if you can decapitate sort of the, you know, the, the head of the snake, right? So in this case, like, if you could just, if you could strike all the way back to Terra, just take out the emperor, which was Horace's original plan, um, this is the avenue you would go, right? He's very concerned about getting protracted war and siege on Paramar because, and I think we'll get into this a little bit later, but it would draw in all the forces of the Segmentum Solar, right? So... Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, this is important in so many different ways, right? It's a test of the Alpha Legion, it's a test of Alpharius. Um, it's, it's a quick decapitation strike on a Forge world, uh, because that will give him an, an access of advance into, you know, the heart of the Segmentum Solar, ultimately to be denied to him, but, um, it was still part of the plan. So yeah, I mean, just so good. Um, 
Okay, guys, uh, that's that's what I have to say. Pat, thoughts? Oh no, I mean you kind of uh, beat me to the punch. I I do actually uh, have a fun little tidbit about like the drop site massacre. I'm I'm right now uh, listening through uh, was it uh, Legacy of Betrayal, which is like a ton of little short stories, and there's um, one that specifically talks about a Iron Hand ship that's trying to run. Uh, run from from Istvan Five, and uh, and there's just an Alpha Legion ship just rips it to shreds. But um, just just saying, Alpha Legion didn't do nothing. You know, they 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 still fought hard. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm kind of excited to to get into this stuff, and yeah. All right, man. Well, let's get into it. So, um, like from here, just the Alpha Legion setting up the the strike on Paramount. And so as Jason described to you, they left more, probably more than half of their reserve. Um, Paramount is a, a, a tri-solar system, so there's a ton of radiation, which, which masks, you know, ships, uh, warp translations and aspects. It just, it just causes fuckery across the spectrum. And so uh, the two ships they send in are very important. I want Jason um, to, to talk about this because... If, if all had gone to plan and nothing had gone a rot, had fate not played its hand, um, this, could have very, this could have been a very quick decapitation strike of a major Forge World um, Mechanicum Stronghold. So, uh, so, Jason, would you do me the favor and honor of taking you from here, sir? Oh, all right, guys. Sorry, I'm back. I don't know <laughs> what the hell that was. No, we're good. Um, yeah, so we're talking about like sort of the blade from the dark on page twenty-two, and um, I wanted you to pick that back up at the like sort of the Sigma Pythonos um, as the lead vessel, a Basilia class barge, which we we don't really know what that is, but it's pretty cool. And then as you keep going down, the Onox Row, right? The Onox Row, which is a a, a heavy assault cruiser. Um, which I will definitely jump in and talk about that because it's it's um, it's very cool. Right, you said like there was a fun little Easter egg in there, right? Yes, there is. Um, yes, because a lot of the ships that we got, and we talked about this a few episodes back, right? So like the ships that we have on page um, fifteen of this book, Warships of the Great Crusade, we talked about it, and a lot of the classes we really know about, but this is one that we actually have an Easter egg, and I will tell the listener. So this is a little more than a month after the drop site massacre on Istvan 5. Um, Alpha Legion is already broken into real space here on Paramar. Uh, the Basilius-class battle barge, designated the Sigma Pythonus, uh, is in direct communication with the Pharon of Paramar's central command. And what's kind of entertaining here uh, it actually invokes the seal and orders of Rogel Dorn, the Praetorian of Terra. Which, uh, I swear to God, Praetorian of Dorn. Oh, man. That novel. It's fan service. It, I'm not going to hate. It, it was pretty spectacular for most of the book. And then the last ten pages feel like they shuffled in some Imperial Fist fan fiction. But up until that point, spectacular. So the Alpha Legion get piled in here. Uh, de- <laughs> hilariously, they demand uh, 
immediate and urgent resupply and aid because they say they've been swept off course by, you know, wacky warp storm. And uh, they've been separated from the task force that was sent to Istvan 5. Uh, and definitely they want to get back to that as soon as possible. They just need a whole bunch of supplies and stuff first. So um, as they approach here, the single Bellerophon-class heavy assault car carrier cruiser, I'm sorry, designated the Onox Row, detached from the Alpha Legion fleet, and proceeded to Paramar 5 to requisition additional supplies. Um, doesn't raise any suspicions, no problems. Um, Alpha Legion slip right in, as they are wont to do. And uh, honestly, for the Alpha Legion, up until this point, everything has gone pretty well, exactly what they've expected. But the problem here is... Um, as the Sigma Pythonus and its sister ships are kind of making their final approach uh, through the sort of uh, cordon of planetary defenses for the Phaeron of Paramar, uh, the Onox Row uh, itself is also very close on to Paramar 5. Uh, another ship, uh, or several ships, show up to Paramar. Now, these are not Alpha Legion and not part of the Alpha Legion's plans, which are kind of a problem. Uh, and the Alpha Legion are actually a little flustered at this point because five separate ships, including a capital-class vessel, uh, has now dropped in. And uh, these ships, when finally answered via Vox Challenge, identify as Tai Chi's Lament, flagship of the 77th Grand Battalion of the Iron Warriors Legion, uh, piloted, well, not directly, but master being Kier Valen, that one loyalist Iron Warrior everybody loves because he can, you know, give you an Armor 1415 bunker to stick a whole bunch of LAS cannons in. But it's not why he's here. He's here to kind of fuck with the Alpha Legion, and uh, he responds he doesn't care under what orders the Alpha Legion fly. He only follows his own orders. So, Dave, what fun stuff do you have to tell us about the NX Row? So I have a couple of fun things to just tell the listeners. Okay, so number one, um, this is a perfect example of what we call Murphy's Law, right? So, like, no plan ever goes according to plan. Um, so... The Alpha League, you know, sort of the masters of their own fate and deception, have set up this this perfect plan to to decapitate Paramar, get through their orbital defenses, and sort of you know put ground put ground forces uh, on the planet and uh, and control the planet. But um, but yeah, so so then this this Iron League fleet shows up. And uh, the Alpha Legion, okay, so nobody fucking told us about this. So is this really a test of the War Master? Like, are these guys here to make sure we actually go through with this? So the Alpha Legion's got all kinds of, you know, sort of suspicions going, right? Like, is this an Alpha, is this a, an Iron Legion's fleet that's here to sort of like chaperone us down to the planet? And if we don't do it, are they going to turn on us or, or what's going on, right? And so um, there's, that, there's that exchange going on, which is very interesting in terms of plot. But there's this other part that I wanted to get into, and I'm, Jason and I talked about this, and I know if you guys have been listening for a long time, 
like you know we are huge fans of Battlefleet Gothic and sort of just void warfare in general. Okay, so Battlefleet Heresy uh, really comes from book, book three. If you go to page 15, you will get an unbelievable description of sort of all the classes of, of ship that we know, you know, void-faring vessel that we know of, right? And so there's this mention of a heavy assault carrier. And Austin, who's on the main cast and sometimes comes on the Heresy Grad School as sort of like a guest lecturer because he's just a fucking cool guy and knows a lot about stuff. Um, Austin and I had this sort of professional. He's like, hey, a, he's like a carrier can only hold 3,000, right, and sort of associated equipment. And I was like, well, that doesn't really fit, doesn't really fit what I'm trying to do with this carrier. So I went in and I looked into the lore and I said, well, what about this heavy assault carrier, right? What is this? What is this thing? And so you go into the lore on this heavy assault carrier and it's mentioned on page 15 under the carrier class ship, right? So it's not a battleship, but it is a carrier. <clears throat> and then you say, well, where else can I find this? And so it's mentioned in a couple of different uh, Forge World supplements, right? So it's mentioned in um, Bad Abort in Imperial Armor 10, which is, we know, Alan Bly's sort of preface to the Horus Heresy, right? This is Alan Bly's first sort of, I think, you know, it's, his, it's sort of his draft of the Heresy, right? Like, what happens if Marines fight Marines, right? What happens if Astartes fight Astartes? And so in um, Imperial Armor 10, there is a heavy assault cruiser, and it belongs to the Minotaur chapters, right? And I think everybody is sort of in love with the Minotaurs, right? They're just so fucking cool. And it's their fortress monastery, and it's huge. It, it, this thing stacks a bombardment camp, right? This thing, this thing is a fortress monastery that can deploy 30-plus Terminators through a teleport carrier. This thing can drop massive amounts of armor. Okay, so when you think about it, it's not really the same class as, you know, when we think of the 41st millennium and everything is sort of black and white, right? You're in a cruiser category, you're in a battleship category, you're in a frigate category. This thing is, this doesn't really, the rules don't apply. So this heavy assault cruiser is, has got to be packing, I don't know, uh, you know, 5,000 plus Astartes, associated heavy equipment, um, it is, it's a decapitation force. So if you could land the Annex row, right? So if the Alpha Legion can land the Annex row, if it can get through the sort of perimeter security on Paramar, and if it can come down, if it can land on the spaceport and then discharge, right? Like it's game over. You've already won. If you're the Alpha Legion, you've already won. So you've just got to get this thing down um, because it's just packing so much punch. Um, but so folks, if you guys want to go out and check it out, yeah, the Heavy Assault Cruiser exists. It's part of the Minotaur's chapter. It's actually their fortress monastery, and it's a relic ship from uh, in, in Imperial Armor 10 and then Imperial Armor 12, uh, which features the Minotaur's as well. It doesn't really say that it's from the Heresy, but it sort of says that it's from the Heresy. So go check that business and have fun. That's what I'm here for. Jason, back to you. Well, that's pretty much all I've got for tonight. Okay, I think that's a good place to leave it, actually, because because so here here's where we are, and this 
you guys, this will sort of um, echo a lot if you guys have been living for a while of, of like where we are in the course. Like, so there's a lot of, I think, um, analogs here, right? Like parallels. So uh, remember when, remember when Horace was trying to break through Port Ma's cordon, right? So when, 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 when Horace was coming back from Istvan three and five and entering into the coronet deeps, remember sort of his deception plan and then ultimately what he tried to do to command and control at Port Ma. And I think you're going to see a lot of similarities here at Paramar as we, as we explore, um, you know, this engagement further. But yeah, I think that's a good place to leave it, guys. Yeah, a nice little crisp episode for you, for you listeners. And uh, yeah. So, uh, Dave, you got anybody to plug? Anything to plug? Nope, I did all my plugs up front. Um, I will just say, if you guys want to hear about uh, what we did at Nova, sort of the cast in general, I mean, the good times that we had, and hopefully you were there, um, you know, that episode will be releasing within a day or two of, of this. Right, Pat? Um, yeah, it'll either release before or like a day after. So regardless, you'll hear it. Um, Jason, you got anybody? Anything? I'm pretty content so far as it goes. Uh, still looking for that Coke sponsorship, though. Um, yeah, that'd be that'd be great, but I'm not holding my breath. Yeah. Well, uh, again, uh, listeners, thanks for uh, listening, and we're back. But as usual, well, actually, because we've had to change some of our recording software, and we're back on Discord for a little bit. We get to say our favorite saying, Jason. Fuck off, Craig. Fuck right off, Craig. Fuck off, Craig, but we're glad you're here. We're not. Please leave. (laughs)